Welcome to Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show with your host, B. Wright Jones. Sexy is the acronym for self-confidence, excitement, extra, and yes, I can. This podcast show will bring you encouragement, inspiration, and hope. Know that it's time to walk in your purpose with clarity, confidence, and power. Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show is being brought to you by Keep Looking Up with B. Wright Jones, LLC. Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Get Unstuck and Sexy. I lost my light there for a minute. Give me one moment. Yes. Welcome to Get Unstuck and Sexy with me, Coach B. And sexy is the acronym for self-confidence, excitement, extra, and yes, I can. I am always excited about my guests and we are back on another Thursday to share another inspiring message so that you can remember to always keep looking up and to never give up hope. So listen, I have an amazing guest today. Carmen Lil is in the house and she has a story to share. Carmen, come on in the room. Come on in the room. Hi. Yes. Hey, Hi. Carmen. My new friend. Hi. Yes, my new found friend. Yes. <laughs> yes. So glad to have you on the show. I'm so glad that you are here to share your amazing story. And I know it's going to really be a blessing to so many people. And um, just thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. It's exciting. I've been waiting for yes. this. Yes. I'm, I'm so happy about that. Listen, before we get started, Please introduce yourself to the listening and viewing audience and tell them a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, what you do. If you want to share something about your family, please, you got the floor. All right. Well, I have a big, messy life. So we're going to condense this as quick as possible. I live in a mythical place called Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And I was sharing with you before we, we put this camera on, I didn't know Oshkosh was for real. I thought it was little boys overalls. I didn't I believe it either. <laughs> God brought me here through a traumatic situation, but my son married a girl from Wisconsin. Okay. That is why we're here after something horrible happened, but we are blooming where we are planted. I am originally from another mythical place, Topeka, Kansas, that no one's ever thought was real. And I actually (laughs) lived in Timbuktu. So all these places, but the home of my heart is is Kailua, Hawaii. I lived in Hawaii for almost 30 years, and that's where I moved from. So it's real different. I'm a mom of um, two kids, one here, one in Chicago. I've got two grandkids, and I have the best rescue dog in the world. I am an author. I write articles. I write books. I do public speaking, and I just try and say, okay, Lord, what's next? What is next? So that's that's who I am. Amen. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I'm really excited, you know, that you're here because you really do have a story to share. Um, you know, today our, our topic that we're, you know, we're focusing on is growing closer to God when a marriage dies. So I know that there are 
uh, some women out there that really need to hear uh, your story. They are going through some things and, you know, really you are courageous. Uh, you've been through a lot. And um, if you can begin to just share your story uh, so that it can really help some others, if you could just share. I will. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I want to start with what I wish I would have known. Listen to God, not to man. Okay, listen to God. I know that's right. Not to man. Yeah. So I grew up Catholic, was in the Peace Corps in Africa, met a nice guy, yeah. also Catholic. I like to call us collapsed Catholics, the ones who weren't practicing, mm-hmm. but we were both from the Midwest, yeah. large families. We were together for two years. What could go wrong? What could go wrong is we never dated in the United States. Okay. Dating is the way that you communicate. Maybe you think you're just going to a movie, yeah. but afterwards, when you're discussing the plots, the characters, what they did, you're like, oh, you believe that way? Yeah. Why do you believe that? And I believe that. There's so much about dating that cements your relationship that we did not have okay. within our culture. I can now look backwards. And when I went to my priest to set up you know, this, this wedding, yeah. um, he said, you need to have Catholic music. I was a vocalist. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not having that ugly whiny music, that guitar <laughs> stuff. I want these songs and this is why. He said, oh, no. He wanted me to go to counseling. And I said, well... My boyfriend's in Chicago and I'm here and he was willing to waive counseling, but not music. Listen to God, not really. Yes. And I said, huh, I don't understand why. He says, this is my church. I made the mistake of saying, really? I thought it was God's church. And I was politely told I could not get married to the church. Invitations are out. Wow. It was it was a hot mess. Oh, Honestly, I should have known right then and there it wasn't going to work. But we plowed through, found another church, got married, started our happily ever after. Yeah. But because we had never lived in America together, we had never discussed. I figured we had the same job. We had the same education. Yeah. Then he tells me, Oh, no wife of mine works. What? What? Oh, 1978. What? Whoa. So all these red flags. Yeah. I kept saying, this is going to work. This is going to work. I didn't know he was an alcoholic because in a Muslim country Mm. where alcohol is not readily available, he he had just stopped drinking but not quit drinking. So when the drinking came and the pressures came and life came, that came along with the physical abuse, along with now one child, then two children. And then I made the huge mistake of really becoming a Christian. Really? I I mean, in in life, we don't have time to share that story, but God did what only God could do. And then, of course, yeah, can I, you clarify that when you said you made the mistake of becoming a in Jew? his eyes, in, in his eyes, okay. because all of a sudden I we don't drink, we don't fuss, 
We don't, we, we go to church. Yeah. I want you to go to couple study. We need to go to the Bible, you know, all those things. Yeah. So in his mind, I made a mistake. Wow. In my mind, he made a mistake by not coming along with me. And I did that wow. marriage evangelism thing, which is even more of a nail in the tomb yeah. of, a, of, a, of, a, of a marriage. I know. My, my intent was good. Yeah. But I should have listened to God. Yeah. And not man. Yeah. So as things worsened and worsened, it, it became obvious this was not a marriage that was meant to be. We moved all the way to Hawaii because wow. that's going to fix it. Well, that didn't fix it. Have a new baby. That'll fix it. You know, and the things that we do yeah. to try without doing the hard work yeah. to patch crazy glue, yeah. right? And, and keep it intact and it's never going to work. Yeah. It's not glued with God. You're right. It's glued with the things that we put in to make it work. That's so we got true. to a point where I, I really felt my life was in danger. Wow. I went to my counselor or my pastor at church. And he honestly said, I am not a marriage counselor, but I know I'm going to send you. You know, we, we talked about um, biblical divorce versus I'm just tired of this divorce. Yeah. He agreed. You were both non-believers when you married you are now unequally yoked he cheated he has abused the trust he this is needs to end right so you know for some women i don't maybe men but i mean i marriage is forever we know god hates god hates divorce we know this we hear this over and over but we also know god is bigger than a divorce god bigger than abuse. God is bigger than everything. So I went to the marriage counselor, the Christian counselor in a church who my pastor suggested. Okay. And I told my story and he said, you have no grounds for a divorce. And wait a minute. They said you had no grounds, but there was cheating involved. There was cheating. There was physical abuse. Physical abuse. There was a non-believer with a not with a believer. I don't know how much clear I can make this. I'm a pretty good communicator. And yeah. yet I'm being told. And I, I said, but, and he throws out, God hates divorce. And I said, but I am fearful for my life. Yeah. And I have two small children. And I, I feel if I stay in here, those children are not going to have a mother. Yeah. And this is the response he said. The church is filled with martyrs for the faith. Wow. And I said, so what I hear you saying, wow, is I should stay in this marriage because God hates divorce and I should be murdered. Is that what I'm hearing? Wow. He said, well, I wouldn't use the word murdered. And I said, well, what else would you use? That's it. And I got up and walked away. Yeah. I'm glad you did. And I listened to God yeah. at that point. And I said, we're out of here. Yeah. And I was able to squirrel away some money, you know, because abusers will keep hold of the money. You only get enough for food and you yeah. they watch your gas gauge and they Oh my gosh. There was no crazy. cell phones back then. But I was able to squirrel away, um, yeah. do some 
projects he didn't know about so I could retain an attorney. Then I had to get a restraining order. It was it was horrible. It was horrible. Oh my God. Um, and I'm so sorry you went through that and the bad advice that you were yeah, giving. Yeah, the bad advice. And that's why I agreed to do this. Because yeah. I don't think that I, I know I am not the only woman who has been told to stay in a marriage when you know you will get killed. Yeah. No, I'm, that's why I'm so glad you're speaking about and it. And so people need to hear this. Yeah. That they may have good intentions. They may have learned a certain way. But you know, the Bible is, it is God's word, but our interpretation is not necessarily the right one. Exactly. And circumstance, there's the Old Testament, there's the New Testament. Yeah. And if I'm going to a church that really preaches the love of God through his son who died on the cross for me, which is New New Testament interpretation, then that's what we need to focus on. Yes. Amen. So I went, you know, I went through that. It was awful being a single mom. I was, you know, broke as can be. But I think the thing that most disappointed me was God might hate divorce, but sanctimonious church people hated even Mm. more. Isn't that the truth? So people choose yeah. sides. Yeah. And it was, that was really hard standing up for myself. Yeah. And showing my face in church. Yeah. And the one thing I did right, I did a lot of things right looking backwards. Amen. But I never stopped sitting in the pew. I never stopped coming. Amen. This is my home. Amen. And if you have a problem with me Amen. sitting in the pew, singing in the choir, yes, solos, cooking food for your potluck, whatever it is that you thought I was all that plus a bag of chips yes, or a piece of paper. You got a problem with it now? Bye-bye. Go find you to church. Yeah. Amen. I, I stood my ground. Amen. I stood my ground. Amen. And I love that. You didn't let shame come in or I anything. And, Amen. And that, I mean, I mean, there was, it was, yeah. though your listeners who have been through yeah. This or something similar they know the shame that satan mm-hmm. you know satan will take you i went through it yeah he'll take a toehold you yeah. don't need to give satan hardly any room right. to work in that's right you're giving him a lot of room to work when you walk away from your family yeah i didn't have any blood family in hawaii wow I had no blood family wow we arrived there he got a job transfer with his company Wow. It turned out I loved it. I looked like the people for the first time in my life. Wow. I fit in with the aloha, the timing, the pacing. It yes. was perfect. Yes. It was the perfect place. It was as if now God said, I got a plan for you, but I got to put you where you feel safe. Yeah. And he moved me all the way. So I felt safe. Wow. And life continued. I had a small business. I thought, what can I do when I was make, preparing for my out? I said, what can I do to support my kids that doesn't require corporate America where I never am with my kids? Yeah. Where my schedule isn't mine. And I was in sales. Sales and marketing are two different beasts. Right. Yet companies will hire salespeople thinking that we have the tools to do marketing. Marketing. But I have to be great at both. And so I said, I will start a business to help small businesses and nonprofit to market so that their salespeople are not set up for failure. I will do this when my kids are in school, yes. when my kids are asleep, 
and alternating weekends were what we were the dad. And that's what I did. And I got to be room mom and I got to go to Bible studies and I got to go on field trips and I wasn't wealthy by any means, but my kids ate. Yes. My kids are college graduates. Um, there were a lot of bumps in the road. We, I remarried a wonderful man, David, who I met in the most, well, I've, I can never get married again because I've used up all the cliche ways to meet men oh, except the bar. I met my first one in the Peace Corps. <laughs> my second one at a parents about partners meeting. <laughs> so can't do that. And the third one on the internet. So I'm done. Okay, I can't get married again. I've used them all because I don't do bars. Other than oh that, you know, so I met him. We married. And honestly, if he hadn't gotten sick, we'd still be married. We'd be celebrating that whatever year it was. But on our third wedding anniversary, he was diagnosed with a terminal brain disease called Huntington's. Oh, and wow. for listeners and viewers who have never heard of this, I call it Satan's disease. Wow. It's like having Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and multiple sclerosis and schizophrenia oh, all at once. Oh, no. And it's genetic. His mother had, had already been dead for many years. They had misdiagnosed her with MS. So he did not know he was at risk. With Huntington's, if you have the gene, which you are born with, you can't do anything to make it happen. You are born with a faulty gene on chromosome number four, blah, 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 blah. I can say all of the medicine. But if you have it, your children have a 50% chance of getting it. If you have the gene, you will get the symptoms. You will die. And it will be a horrible, lengthy, nasty death. Oh, that's horrible. So that's what I found out on my third wedding anniversary. Oh my gosh. And you know, I I didn't waste time saying, but why God? I didn't waste time. But I did have to hit the ground running because he didn't have health insurance through a very bizarre reason. He worked for the state of Hawaii. He had not passed probation. They ended up, yeah, they legally did what they thought wow. they could do. So we got to deal with this horrible disease with no health insurance. Oh my God. And we made a choice to move to a different state that we thought would be more affordable. We thought it would have better health care. It yeah. was the worst possible move. I uprooted my kids because kids are programmed to love both parents regardless of how their parents are. Yeah. So that created a set of dynamics that were I don't want to get into. Now, I have to ask one question, though, before you go on. Now, when you uprooted and you moved somewhere else, did you have any problems with your first husband with moving your kids somewhere else? Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. When we got divorced, we both filed for custody. Okay. My attorney said, we're going to file for joint because you'll never get sold. You'll never get it. He had worked for a company. Um, he was worked for United Airlines. He was um, employee of the year system wide twice. Oh, wow. So he was a functional alcoholic. Wow. With all these accolades, with always holding a job, with all, you know, I wasn't going to win. Okay. So we went through the entire divorce. It was very acrimonious. It cost a fortune. Uh, they did the family study, the whole bit. I remember the day that I was that we were in court deciding the fate of the children. 
the judge said, um, Mr. Han, I am not giving your wife the children. And my heart just sank. Because she loves them more. I'm giving your wife the children because you, Mr. Han, do not have a grip on reality. I am recommending Mrs. Han get sole legal and physical custody. I am recommending that you have no visitation with your children until you can have lengthy and ongoing therapy for your many and varied problems. Yes, I memorized it. Wow. You got to take the limits off God on what he can do. Now that, you know, that was God. That was God because we never asked for that. Wow. So I, I got a little, you know, $576 child support for my kids, which is not enough to feed kids that are growing, growing, growing. I made a decision. Yeah. It doesn't really matter whether they say no visitation. If I make that decision, I'm the bad guy. So I set up every other week. I set up phone calls. I made sure that right was done. Yeah. It was really, it was so hard. However, it was the best thing because now my children's father and I are good friends. He no longer drinks. Amen. He has moved. Um, uh, he got a girl pregnant while we were married. Uh, yeah. So oh, wow. <laughs> but now my boys are close to their sister. They have four or five uh, nieces and nephews. Amen. Praise um, God. He, he finally married a girl from the Philippines. He lives there. Yeah. I am so close to his family. Amen. So there has been a lot of healing. We went to a Peace Corps reunion. And I realized, oh, now I know why I fell in love with this guy. And we are truly wow. friends. That's a blessing. So never doubt what God can do. That's right. And listen to God, not to man. Because that judge said, I'm recommending no visitation. But what I want to prayer, I said, God, what should I do? What yeah. should I do? Yeah. And I listened. And I did that. And my friends, and even the pastor was like, I can't believe you're doing this. After everything he did. After everything he did, but that's so when it came time to leaving, yeah, I gave my ex the courtesy, not the legality of sending him a certified letter, yeah, a couple months in advance saying, This is to let you know my husband is ill, we are relocating. Um, I had already put the house in the market, I had already started downsizing, I had already you know, wrapped up my business. Yeah. And he timed it perfectly, he and his attorney, that I had I got home from house hunting in the new state. Yeah. And about three days before the court date, I I got home with a letter with the summons to appear. Oh my goodness. So I had to go through this all again. But my attorney said, "You know what? I'm gonna re- I'm gonna do this one for free." Oh. She said, I, oh. "I can't even repeat the words she said." <laughs> <laughs> so I actually wrote the wow. And she 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 offered me a job as a paralegal, and I said, "No, I don't want. I don't. I had no training. Okay. No, I don't. I don't want to be a paralegal. I don't want to do family yeah. law." So I wrote the brief. 
and we got my kids. Wow. But it was, it was very, very messy, right? It was very messy. Yeah. Very messy. So you can imagine being in a different state, the rebellion of the boys, because by now they're junior high and high school. It was, yeah, it was the worst timing to move kids. Wow. Um, They didn't have enough of a relationship with my husband to really feel secure. Um, But we did it. Yeah. And you would think everything got good, but everything got worse. (laughs) It got worse. Wow. But you know the saying, everything gets worse before it gets better. I'm still waiting for the better part, but (laughs) everything, you know, when you have a degenerative disease, it's not going to get better until it gets over. It just isn't. So I had to become a caregiver. I had to become an advocate. I do a workshop that I need to ramp up and do again and i'm going to use this word even though i probably shouldn't you can beep it off if you want but the workshop is called how to shamelessly get what you need when no one gives a damn where i would teach love it yeah single parents people going through situations on how to shamelessly get what you need when no one cares because you do feel like no one cares. Yeah. They'll give you lip service. They'll say, oh, if there's anything I think you need, yes. Well, you know what you do with that case, listeners? Yeah. You get three by five cards, old school. You write down yeah. everything you need, one card at a time. And yeah. when somebody says, if there's anything, you pull out your cards and you say, yeah. okay, so I can, can you pick up the boys? Monday was Friday at soccer at this time, or would you prefer doing Friday dinner? But otherwise, if you'd like to, you can take David to his weekly therapy. But what would you like? Because it's not that people don't want to help. They don't know how to help. Yeah. So let me help you. Let me yes. help you. And I can help you with these cards. I love it. And I never had anybody stiff me because... They genuinely want to help. Amen. Everybody can do one thing. Yes. Because everybody wants to feel like a hero. And that's amazing. So you had a community of support that was built. Yes. I created. And then most of them were people I did not know. Because the ones I knew bagged out on me because God hates divorce. (laughs) So I created a new community. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. So eventually it became apparent I could not keep David in my home. He tried to kill my son, the psychosis. And he was a big guy. I couldn't lift him. Um, I actually got him on on hospice. He was on hospice for seven years because I'm shameless. (laughs) That's another whole workshop, what I did to get this guy. Um, In order to get him out and into appropriate care, I had to um, not be as forthcoming as I could have been, right? So I called the emergency room and I said, oh my goodness, my husband has a left-sided weakness. I don't know what to do. That's code for stroke. Oh yeah. And they said, oh, bring him right in. So they were primed. So I got him in, they rushed him in, they admitted him. I get a phone call the next day. He didn't have a stroke. I said, I never said he had a stroke. <laughs> I said he had a left side of weakness. Oh, you know what? Did I tell you he had a, le- a right side of weakness too? <laughs> oh, he has chlorine. <laughs> and they're like, well, you didn't come oh, get him. I go, no, I'm not. He's here. I'm not going to get him. 
They go, what's well, that a hotel? I said, well, I'm, I can't care for him. I've done everything I can to get the right medication. They want to treat him in home. He tried to kill my son. This is not appropriate. You guys aren't taking action. I am. You figure it out. You can either say, oh, I'm so sorry. Your wife got hit by a truck and I will never see it again. Or you can say, oh, we found the best place for you to live and your wife will come see you every day. And I did. They thought I worked there. The nursing home literally thought I was employed because I was there every day. Wow. How to shamelessly get what you need. So I got. Can I I interrupt one, Mm -hmm. one second? So prior to that, how did you get the insurance? How did that? There was no insurance. There was still no insurance. Okay. There was still no insurance. This was just me. This was wow. me stealing from pay, Peter to pay Paul, putting things on credit card, um, going to places like Lens Crafters and saying, oh, my son needs glasses. He can't see. Um, and, and you guys do exams. Can you please give him an exam and glasses? They go, what? I said, look, if wow. the kid can't see, he can't learn. If he can't learn, one day he'll start selling drugs and he'll go to prison. You can pay today with a pair of glasses or you can pay the rest of your life for prison. What do you want to do? And I got glasses. Wow. So this is this was my life, caring for him, caring for my kids, playing all these games, being shameless, to the point where it just I couldn't. So I got a divorce for the second time, something I never wanted. So he could get Medicaid because our income with his social security and my child support and the little bit I was bringing in. Yeah, my kids had social security from him because they we'd been married for two years. That was just enough that we qualified for nothing. Wow! And so I made the really painful decision to once again be get a divorce. But what I also did is I became his legal guardian. Okay. So I didn't leave him. I didn't abandon him. I just didn't have responsibility. Yeah. For trying to make it work. Yeah. While I was there with him. Yeah. Until he passed away. Because that's what you do. And what I want your listeners to understand is we have a loving God. Yes. We have a creative God. Yes. We have you know, how creative is that? That, That's something. Yeah. He gave me the whatever it was that it took for, for me to stand up. For the with the judgment, and I never let him know he was divorced. Okay, okay. I didn't want him. He had been divorced. Yeah. And I didn't want him to think it was because he was a bad person. Or yeah. Love. So in order to do that, I took on all the debt, and I okay. didn't have to file bankruptcy. I did lose my home. I lost everything. Wow. Okay. To not make him feel like he wasn't loved. Yeah. And people who knew me, they're like, I can't believe you didn't just walk away. You didn't. That wasn't your debt. Wow. When you get married, if he would have had, you know, a, a, a half million dollar a year job. Yeah. And we got divorced. I'd say, hey, half's mine. Yeah. If you're in it for the good times, you're in it for the bad times. Yeah, that's so if true. You're in it in a creative way, in, in a, a way, way that allowed him to keep his dignity. Amen. Anybody who is cannot walk, cannot yeah. talk, is in diapers. Yeah, your dignity. And if I can give you that dignity, I can always somehow make more money. Yeah, get some place to live. I can start again, but 
he wasn't starting again. Wow. So I do not have any regrets Amen. about the way that was handled. But Amen. I tell you what was interesting. I told you I was an author. So I created, I, I wrote a series of books, which I hope to get back into print next year, based okay. on Psalm 23, 23rd Psalm for caregivers, single parents, those who grieve and the brokenhearted. Amen. And a major Christian publisher okay. was, was working with my agent. And man, that, that contract was happening. It wow. was so exciting. I'm not going to share not the publisher. Okay. And then I told my editor or my agent from the very beginning, I'm a two-time loser in God's eyes. Well, quote God, in yeah. in the church's eyes. Yeah, yeah. And she took that to, you know, you know fair disclosure. Because yeah. now media and, you know, I'm writing on all these topics I'm going to speak on. You know, this publisher said, well, we're okay with the first divorce, but it's the second one we're not okay with. And oh, my goodness. Had God oh, could have worked goodness. a different way. And I lost a multi-book contract from a major, major, major well-known publisher because wow. I let my husband have dignity. Is that something? So listen. Isn't that awful? Listening to your story and, and all that you've been through, you know, how did you, in, in, in wrapping up, how did you, what kept you with growing closer to God through all of this, through all of this? How did you stay firm in, in, in on your foundation of faith and keep a relationship with God when all of this was happening? Can you just share a few words on that, just to encourage the listeners on how you're, you, you grew closer to God through all of this as we begin to wrap up? The happiness yeah. is based on a set of circumstances. Circumstances will always change. Yeah. But joy is a choice. Yeah. That is how I stayed close. Okay. Joy is a choice. You're right. Joy is a choice. Amen. Happiness is based on a set of circumstances. circumstances. Okay? Yes. You have the finite. Yes. And you have the infinite. Yeah. And I needed him every day. And yeah. it is every day. Yeah. Saying, I choose joy. Amen. Who is the ultimate source of our joy as believers, as Christians? Yes. Who, where does our joy lie? If your listeners can accept the joy doesn't come from stuff. It doesn't yeah. even come from you. The joy of the Lord is if our the joy comfort. of the Lord is our, yes, he's our comfort. He's our source. He's everything. Yes. That's how I continue through all the things your listeners don't even know that happened in wow. chapter three wow. of my life with the new husband. Wow. All those things. I've had a bumpy, messy, messy, messy life. Yeah. But God has never let me down. People. Amen. People. People will, but God and, never will. Yeah. So I, I I call it, I've had so many, but God moments. Yeah. Amen. But God. But Amen. God. So that's how, that's how. And I, I hope God. your listeners take that to heart. Yeah, um, I'm one of those speakers when I get hired to go do a big church event, they're like, 
well, it was wonderful, but you didn't even open a Bible. You didn't share a scripture. I go, people know that. Why? Why God share? Why? <laughs> oh my goodness. Sure. Wow. Is this something your pastor doesn't do? Is this wow. something you don't read in your private time? No, no. You don't hire me to read scripture. You wow. hire me to tell a story. That's tell right. Story that only I can tell in my way. That's that right. Somebody there needs yes. to hear. They don't. Mm-hmm. That's and so if you go to my website, CarmenLeal.com. Yes. You'll see my tagline. My dog's name is Coconut. Okay. My tagline is storyteller, Coconut's mom, reluctant gardener. I I love that. Reluctant gardener. Oh, yes. And yet I was on the town's garden tour this year. So yeah, that's another whole story. But wow, you've been great. Oh my God. We we go through different times. I love, and hopefully I'll come back on a different topic. Yes. I love it. Oh, yes. I hope that your listeners got at least one thing that they can hold on to during those times when they're deciding, yes, it's time. Yes. It's time. Yes. Or I'm I'm afraid. Yeah. I'm afraid. Amen. Or they're just living a bare existence. Yes. When they're being judged. Yeah. What they That's know so they did that was right. Yeah. Like I said before, it don't take much for Satan to get a toehold. That's right. That's right. And the only people who should judge us, the only person. Wow. Is God. Is God. Amen. Thank you so much. Oh Oh, my God. You've been such a blessing. You know, I can relate to so much you were saying because I I'm divorced myself. And you know, I know I ignored the red flags. I ignored Mm -hmm. them. You know, and and that's a whole nother story. But I can relate to so much on what you were saying. You know, we have to listen to God, period. You know. But a lot of times we'll go into things we could think that we can change people. Things will change, you know. Oh, yes. We have oh, to yes. pay attention to the red flags. So, you know, thank you so much, you know, for sharing your faith, your journey. And you are so courageous. You are such a blessing. And I would love to have you back on again. I will be reaching out to you. Oh, I thank you. Yes, yes I, I would love, love to have you on again. I, I'm thank just you. so thrilled that we met on that weird Facebook group. Yes, that was such a blessing. Yes, thank you. I love it. And I would love for you to share uh, with the listeners as we begin to close how they can connect with you and also tell them how they can, where they can find your books and all that good stuff. Yes. So my website, CarmenLeal.com and it's spelled L-E-A-L and Carmen is Latin for song, and I'm a singer, and Leal is loyal. So really, I got the perfect name, Loyal Carmen. Loyal, loyal that. song, that is my name. Yes. So CarmenLeal.com. Um, I only have one book in print right now. Okay. The others, as life happened, but I'm getting I getting all the rights back. But the new book I have, it's actually today is my one year anniversary of my book. My book, my book birthday. And the book is called I Chose You. Amen. imperfectly perfect rescue dogs and for humans because I got in a car wreck real fast and was brain damaged and suicidal and my doctor back in Hawaii said get a dog get a dog and I said no I hate I want a dog wow. I moved here life got worse I got the dog that rescued me and I began volunteering and in the course of four years I did the marketing for the group wrote bios and I helped to rescue 6,500 dogs mm-hmm. so I wrote this book so others like me 
who need a dog or dogs who need a life yeah. will be will be able to meet those goals. And um, yeah. that way, I always have money to give away. So a portion of every book sold goes directly to a rescue here. And the second book I'm writing right now, so behind deadline, is called When Love Wags a Tail. So I write books about rescue dogs. So it's a really happy, happy, happy books to Amen. write. So that's what I write now. Yeah. And exactly. I have an email on there. I'm really easy to find. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Well, guys, well, you heard you. it. You heard how to get connected with Carmen. She has been amazing. And I want to thank you all for joining us today. Um, to all my listeners out there and to my viewers on YouTube, thank you so much for joining us. And Carmen, thank you again for being here. And thank as you. I always end the show, always remember to keep looking up. All right, guys, have an amazing day. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Take care now. Bye. Bye. This is now a time of call to salvation. If you have never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I invite you at this time to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner. I ask that you come into my heart and save me. I confess that you are Lord and I thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. I accept you now. In Jesus' name, I do pray. Amen. Hallelujah. If you repeated that prayer, you are now saved. Continue to build your relationship with the Lord in prayer and in reading His Word. Trust and believe that God has a beautiful purpose and plan for you. Jeremiah 29.11 Be blessed and know that heaven is cheering for you as well as myself. God bless you and keep looking up.